0: One of the most common causes of lower back pain is a herniated disc. So today we're talking about how to identify and treat lumbar disc herniation with orthopedic spine surgeon Dr. Esteban Cuartas. Welcome to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore, St. Luke's, Cornwall. I'm Amanda Wild. Dr. Cuartas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Lower back pain is incredibly common, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Lower back pain accounts for a huge proportion of hospital and doctor office visits every year in the United States.
0: We've talked previously in another podcast about lumbar stenosis, another lower back problem. So how do you detect a herniated disc? Is it different symptoms?
1: So within the larger group of patients with acute back pain are patients that have damaged discs because they do include clinically... Patients with annular tears, which are tears of the outside ring of the disc, and patients that have a more formal herniation in which the outside contour of the disc is bulging out or ruptured completely. So the way we diagnose these is with the clinical physical exam as well as imaging, which would mostly be MRI.
0: So when someone comes in with an issue with their lower back, this might be something you'd suspect since it's so common. And we should mention that ruptured and bulging discs are the same, are they not, as lumber disc herniation?
1: I try to use different words to describe the different situations. So To explain, on the clinical side, the patients may present very similarly, either with just very severe and disabling back pain, but they may actually have different pictures once we look at the MRI. The other component of this is whether or not they have a lot of sciatica-type pain, which is pain going down a leg. Some patients can have just back pain and no sciatica, but have a very clear, large disc herniation on the MRI. So I sort of use the term for disc herniation clinical syndrome to describe the presentation, but then I try to refine it for further understanding for the patients once we're looking at the MRI pictures.
0: Once you've determined there is a disc herniation, how do you treat that?
1: There's a very broad range of Things that we can do, we can prescribe a little bit of rest from certain activities. Say, if work is very physical, we can prescribe anti-inflammatories as well as muscle relaxants and sometimes anti-inflammatory steroid medication, which are also usually called prednisone or cortisone. We can also prescribe physical therapy is helpful in some cases. And finally, we can also prescribe more invasive treatments, including injections. And sometimes surgery is required to help patients improve their pain.
0: So it sounds like with rest and proper treatment of your body, you may recover from a herniated disc over time. You may not have to go to surgery.
1: Yes, I would say somewhere between 80 to 90% of patients that have a Quote, damaged disc or herniated disc can recover without surgery.
0: Well, that's encouraging. What can we do to prevent getting a herniated disc? Or does this commonly, it's so common, does it just happen over time?
1: Some of the factors that lead to disc herniations include lifting with poor technique. So either lifting things that are just too heavy for your body frame, or lifting with poor technique which would be the basic three things are lifting while leaning forward or lifting heavy things and twisting your body as opposed to keeping your body rigid and the last one would be lifting something while holding it very far away from your body such that your arms become sort of like a lever arm and that multiplies the forces going across your lower back
0: so what is proper lifting technique
1: so it would be the opposite of that. So trying to bend with your knees, as people say, which means really keeping your back at its most favorable position, which is with the discs horizontal to the ground or to the forces. So you bend at the knees and you keep your back straight. You try to keep things close to your body and you try not to lift heavy things like a 50-pound rock or something like that and twist because the grinding motion is sometimes not what discs are really built for. I would say that the last point is, if something is very heavy, get help or use machines. So those are my simple suggestions and they sound really basic. But when you go back and talk with patients that got hurt, sometimes that's when it really makes sense.
0: Yeah, because that accident, though, especially when you mentioned twisting while you're holding something heavy, they just take a second, you know, of not thinking about what you're doing with your body for something severe to happen.
1: Yes. For example, during the winter, first snowfall, first couple of snowfalls around here in the Northeast, we'll see a lot of patients that were trying to do a good thing, which is shovel their driveways and so forth, but they end up injuring their backs. Same thing in the summer. At the beginning of summer, a lot of folks are taking out and installing their air conditioning units in their windows, and that leads to another set of injuries. But prevention is key.
0: Yeah. So how can you keep that in mind? I think it's just the fact that we don't think about it. Oh, I'll just lift this thing, and we don't think about it. Is there something um, to trigger us to say something to ourselves before we lift something heavy?
1: Well, I usually say no BLT, no bending, lifting, and twisting. So that pretty much encompasses... Those basic rules, no BLT.
0: That's perfect. Dr. Esteban Cuartas, thank you so much for the great information on how to deal with such a common and painful lower back problem. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. And thank you for listening to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. For more information, please visit Montefioreslc.org. That's Montefioreslc.org please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all other Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall podcasts. Until next time, I'm Amanda Wild. Be well.